Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, everybody. Hello. Hello and hi. I'm Erin McClendon. And I'm Katie Thompson. Welcome to well, your mini-sode. Hello, Friday fun. Yes. Here to welcome you to the weekend with some insights, uh, lots of laughs, whether or La- not we mean to. Yep, always. <laughs> and maybe some behind-the-scenes things you didn't know before. Whether it's about us or about life, we don't know. We don't know. We'll find out with you. <laughs> we literally, as my album says, make it up as we go. Yep. <laughs> Every day. Making it up as we go. I can sing as much of this as I want because I own it. Yeah! <laughs> it's nice when you own your own copyrights. Right? Yeah. Speaking of which, we're talking about what it's like to be an independent musician, independent artist, and independent business owner. Yes. All the things by request from Mama Kim, who you heard on our Mother's Day episode. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. that also, cute? It was very cute. It was very cute. I would like to specify for those of you out there who listen to the episode, my mother's name is Patty P-A-T-T-I. Aaron didn't tell me this, so I apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's just like I've like I've had to explain it so many times I forget and I just like default, oh yeah, people already know this. They yeah. don't. People don't already know how to spell your name. Just go to Starbucks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but now they have like the automatic thing to where you order and it's just your name. I've been considering changing my name on the Starbucks app just for funsies. Yeah. To what? Ooh, I should not change it to that because I used to do this at uh, I used to do this at Fuddruckers, the uh, burger joint. Uh huh. I don't know if y'all have those in Ohio. I don't think they yeah exist we do anymore. Um, or but did. we used to say famous people names, and I used to switch between like Johnny Depp and Marilyn Monroe. But Johnny Depp would not be a good one right now. <laughs> I think if you did that, the entire joint would be like, what? Uh, also, I'm pretty sure Johnny Depp wouldn't put Johnny Depp. No, he'd put Captain Jack. Or just John. Potentially. <laughs> no, he probably would just put Amber Heard. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> oh, we do not have time. Sorry. <laughs> I saved you the trouble of hitting me. I did it myself. No, no. So what Katie means is, like, whenever we say something bad, we just stick out our hand for the other person to just, like, pat. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an actual, like, hit. It's a little pat. It is. But it's like, oh, that was bad. Bad, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> we send pictures to each other, and it's just this. A little hand that's up. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, what were we going to talk about today? <laughs> <laughs> Being independent artists. In case you're wondering, this is a lot of it. Derailing. Uh, yep. Trying to remember to stay on track. This is what it looks like when you don't sleep enough, guys, and you worry too much about what's happening in your career. <laughs> oh, my God. Ain't that the truth? That's being an independent artist right there. In a nutshell. <laughs> you are we, always concerned. Yeah. Here's the thing. We are right-brained humans. The people who choose going into the arts, whatever that may be, we're right-brained humans. Mm-hmm. But the irony of it all is that being an independent artist Involves so many spreadsheets. Oh. Lists. <laughs> Lots of to-do lists. Spreadsheets, lists, uh, Word documents, Google mm-hmm. Drive, Google Forms. Good God. The amount of Google Forms I've made in the last few years. It's extensive. It is. And then, like, saving that and then putting it into a mailing list. It do- we are the CEOs, HR, assistants, interns, 
what other the finance department yep marketing department like all the departments that you would imagine in whatever corporate company were it yep you're looking at the the team right here katie and i and then there's wally head of hr correct and wally is bad at his job <laughs> so <laughs> but we love we him like, anyway we do we do and we're lucky because we have a team and there are a lot of people who don't yeah and it's just and so, you know a one-person show yeah and that's that's more common than not but the thing is um there's a lot of collaboration and a lot of learning from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Katie, let's talk about like I, I. It's funny you can't really talk about a typical day in the life. No, there's something that's always different. So let's talk about like a typical week in the life of just as it pertains to you and I as artists and you and I as Music on the Move Studios cool. and Paradox Jukebox, obviously. Yeah. Um. So. Mondays, we start with our all-staff meeting. Yeah. We have an all-staff <laughs> meeting where we discuss, you know, tasks for the week, uh, anything that's big that's coming up, you know, like releases of episodes or if we have a showcase. Um, and then typically we double-check our content calendar and make sure that, mm-hmm. we, you know, we know what we're posting when. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all write it down. Like, it's a shared calendar. So if, like, somebody – the thing is, like – Yes, we have somebody, our beloved Trinity, who just graduated college. Yay! Woo! She is our head of social media. She also helps us with the newsletters. If you signed up for our mailing list, I'm sorry if you just heard that burp. Um, <laughs> um, she's the one who sends that out. She also runs our Facebook page and our Instagram um, and any other social projects we could possibly think of. Um but she does that, but also up until last Friday or up until the first Friday of May, she was a college student. <laughs> right. Who also is an artist who also is – she also has a job outside of working with us. Yeah. Um, which is typical because we love her, but we don't pay her enough. <laughs> We're not big enough to pay her a livable <laughs> wage. It's it's just like, hey, here's an extra cash. Thanks for helping us. Right. We love you. <laughs> um. But, like, that's also very similar to most independent artists. Like, you have at least two jobs. Um, I know I had three before we started Music on the Move. Right. And on top of that, you just – so back to the all-staff meeting, you make lists. (laughs) All the lists. Lots and lots of lists. (laughs) Um, And then throughout the day, like, Katie and I will teach lessons, but we'll also just, like, check in with each other a lot. A lot. A lot of FaceTime calls. Yes, there's a lot of FaceTime calls, and there's a lot of, hey, where did this go? I can't find it, when I probably mm-hmm. should have looked at it, like, last week. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's not, <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> How many times have I asked you for the Lucky Penny Sisters master song list? I don't know. The answer's four. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't keeping track. <laughs> See, I have, because I've been like, God bless. How many times have I asked her for this? And just, like, lost it. Well, and then... Got- we have like five emails each. Correct. Yeah. That we that we operate. And and they're emails that are actually functioning. It's not just like junk emails. Yeah, exactly. Because we have <clears throat> my personal email, your personal email, the Music on the Move Studios email, then the info at Music on the Move Studios email, and then our own like personal, personal email lists. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to say them out loud. I don't want you people to email me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Who knows? I will give it to you at my own leisure. Thank you. There you go. That's fine. (laughs) 
Well, okay, so then, okay, so we just talked about, you know, what it looks like for music on the move, essentially. Then, Aaron, what do you do as far as your your artist career every week? What What's that look yeah. like? So, like, recently I've been working on releasing an album. And so it looks like what basically working with Gerard, who's Underground Music Collective, who we've been working with for a few months now. He's fantastic. Um, he's been our marketing manager, I, I guess is what you could call it. Um, yeah. But he's helping me with my release strategy. And so we set deadlines for each thing that we want to do. And that came associated with its own tasks. So for releasing an album, it's not just like upload it, let it out into the world. You have to find the metadata, which is uh, your writer's info. Like if you co-wrote, so if Katie and I wrote a song together, I would not only have to list her name, I would have to list which PRO she's associated with, um, which publishing company she's associated with, if it's her own or if she's signed to a different publishing company, and then something called her IPI, Mm -hmm. which is basically like your writer's social security number. Yeah. (laughs) um and just you have to upload all of that you as a writer and a publisher you have to upload both of those things even though it's the same person um and then you also have to list who um played on the song and who produced the song and who mastered the song uh where you recorded it all of the credits yeah um and then you also have to upload the artwork. You have to make the artwork and upload the artwork. And you have to do that before you do anything else. Right. <laughs> so that's what it's been like for me so far. It's just like gathering all this data um, while also listening to my own tracks and listening to the masters and making sure everything is where I want it to be. Right. So if you guys go back to season one and you listen to uh, my episode – where Katie interviewed me about new music, that recording of Millie is not the same as the recording you're going to hear that's coming out. Right. And that's kind of something cool you could listen to to hear the difference Um, because they're going to sound similar, but they're going to be different. Yeah. So that's me as an artist. And sometimes I I, I haven't been writing as much because I've been so focused on getting what I have out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes I'll have writing sessions with other people or sometimes I'll just write for myself. Right. So that's the artist side of it. The gig side of it is I've been rehearsing like crazy because we have a bunch of gigs coming up. And it's, it's Katie, you, you can take it on from here because you're playing the gig that's coming up. <laughs> right. So, you know, in addition to the multiple ensembles that I find myself in, um, you know, when you, when you start preparing for new gigs and new shows and things, sometimes you get handed a set list of about 40 songs. And you're lucky if you know some of them already, so you don't have to really rehearse all of them. But we have rehearsals coming up on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There are a couple of tunes that I haven't played before, but I rehearsed a bunch last night. And I'm, you know, I'm figuring it out and it's going to be fine. But then I'm also going to go play a completely different show on Sunday. Right. So when it comes to rehearsing, in addition to, you know, running your business, having all that content and, you know, promoting it and gathering data, then you have to find the time to practice. So it's funny because what I've kind of correlated just now as we're talking, I work just about as hard as I did in college some days. Yeah. You know, there are days where you just didn't sleep in college because you didn't have the time, you know? And there, like, I mean, last night I was up until about 2 a.m. because I needed to get some work done. 
But I also don't usually get up until about like nine o'clock. So it evens out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, I'm a night- that's kind of the the limit I've set for myself. It's like I'll work to six or seven PM, but mm-hmm. that is so I can sleep until nine AM. Right. And I, I try not to because I yeah, I live in a townhouse and I'm married, so I try to be respectful of everyone around me. Mm-hmm. Um and so like I try not I'm as a singer, it's hard to rehearse without being loud unless yeah. you have a studio that's soundproof. Right. And I don't. <laughs> so I try to stop singing, at least like practicing like my endurance and that kind of thing and practicing the belt and how I'm going to place it. I try to stop that around 6 p.m. Yeah. Just because I don't want to disrespect my neighbors. Sure. Or my husband, obviously. Right. He's, he's used to it. <laughs> um, for the most part. But um, yeah, no. With, with guitar, you can just kind of plug everything in and have headphones. It is true, and I have I've found the best practicing setup, especially now that I have my Helix. Everything I can do via headphones, and I can run it into Logic and have playback and even record myself if I want to. It's so much easier for me. I'm I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's honestly okay because on the uh, on the flip side of this, I can also practice in the car. Right. This is true. You can't. <laughs> it, yeah. it evens out, guys. Pick your poison. <laughs> I can practice literally anywhere because my instrument is my body. Correct. So, <laughs> um, so like I have a, a two and a half hour drive coming up. So I'm just going to be listening to that playlist over and over and over again. Um, and yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny too, as I was getting some stuff, you know, edited on the podcast last night, I was kind of multitasking. I mean, my setup is nuts. I have four different screens that I operate off of typically at a time, including my phone. And so as I was bouncing down an episode, I was loading up my set list with all of my charts and everything into my app for our gigs that are coming up so that they're ready for me to practice and I don't have to worry about it. Now I just have to figure out, you know, what the set list order is and then I'm good. Yeah, I I, I know I have to give that to you. <laughs> I'm not worried about Again, it. Again, part of it, like the person who, the, typically the, the singer is usually like the band leader. Right. And so typically, not always. So I have to figure out the um, the order. And what you have to take into consideration for that is basically like on, on the singer side, I'll start there. Um, on the singer side, you have to give yourselves breaks in terms of like if the song is really high, if the song is really fast, if the song is super, um, super exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> like a song like Good For You should not line up with Since You've Been Gone. No. Because they're insane. Both of them are insanely high and insanely agile, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, it's a lot of ab work. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a lot of breath work. And so you need to give yourself a break in between those songs. And it's also like an ebb and flow of the energy through throughout the whole set. But you also have to take into consideration songs where the guitarist may or may not be able to play the same guitar or may or may not be able to play in the same uh, key. Oh my god, dude! I'm I'm just sitting here thinking we could do an entire episode on how to structure a set list. We could, and we should. We could. I don't even think we've gotten through like what's what it's like to be an independent artist yet. <laughs> so this is part one. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Stay tuned for part two. I don't know if we've exhausted you yet. 
We will try. <laughs> we will. Hope you enjoy your Friday, though, guys. Go, yes, go relax. Go take 10 minutes to just, like, digest everything we just said. <laughs> and then come back and listen again and write it down. Part two. Coming <laughs> at you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.